The idea that we are alone is absolutely beyond ludicrous. And the fact that you can be seen as crazy for believing that shows how inverted the system is. This reality, this infinity is teeming with different expressions of life. And some of it's interacting with us. This reality that we're experiencing has been hijacked by a force that some ancient people call archons, but there's different names right across the ancient world for the same force, the same entities. This is when the penny drops, when all these different names for the gods all over the world turn out to be different names for the same force because they're described in the same way. And um, all over the world you see this. Uh, in um, the Far East, Central America and other places, they're known as the serpent gods. The Zulus call them the Chittahuri, the children of the serpent. They're the Anunnaki in, uh, in Suma, Babylon, now Iraq. They're our snake brothers to the Hopi people of um, North America. They're the star people, many, many uh, examples of that. They are the demons of Christianity. To the Gnostics, they are archons. And to the Islamic and pre-Islamic world, they're called the jinn. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Springhill, Josh, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting back into aliens. I know you've been waiting for it, kids. It's the Archons. They were the first to use emojis. I think they called them hieroglyphics. There you go. Wow. Whoa. I thought you were about to stroke out, but it's all, it's all good. They invented condoms too, you know. Did they really? Yeah, they put snakes on their dick. Oh, wow. I'm, I guess I'll have to look into that. <laughs> all right. No, April will be the one that looks into it. Let's pull the thunderboard to the th- thunderboard thunderbird to the side of the road, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's been a while since we talked aliens, guys. Has anybody's perspective changed? Because we talked about reptilians, we talked about greys, we talked about draconian aliens. When we talked about the Dulce Wars, yep, we did. We talked about greys that are huge, small, in betweens. We have yet to talk about tiny ones that live in your brain, but <gasps> anybody's perspective changed any about aliens? I don't remember April being on the episode for, for Grays. <laughs> this is my first alien episode. Pop- I have not been on any alien episodes. You're popping your alien cherry. I am right here in the kitchen. Kinky. Uh, better be careful. Mulder Scully might be <laughs> busting that door down. <laughs> So, my question for you is, what what what's your what's your perspective on the aliens? Do you think they're real? I mean, do you think what do you think? Other worlds, cr- creatures coming and going, ET, phone home, maybe. I don't know. I think personally, I could, I'm kind of in the middle. I could go either way. I'm not really. 
I'm an agnostic alien believer. Hmm. Right. Like, oh, that's new. <laughs> no, I'm, well, I get what you You know what saying. I mean, though, right? Like, if they're I, real, they're real. If they're not, I guess that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, if I could see some more concrete evidence to show me one way or the other, I would... I'm not against believing that there are other life forms. Right. But also, I need evidence to support that claim of course josh i'm I'm almost positive that i said that i believed in grays and that almost every other one that i've been kind of not so much upon and i'm pretty much still in that zone i believe that there is other life like grays and maybe more than that cool larry you still i believe i was a um yes aliens exist no they haven't been here hmm yeah Go back to episode three. That's the gray. Aliens. I believe that's what I said. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> I'm not. No one's going to hold you to anything. You know what? Because fuck these days, 15 minutes will change your fucking perspective on any, anything and everything. Very so true. let's, um, let's, let's start to talk a bit here, but I want to first, before we go into anything, our, our first segment as of late in these newer episodes of conspiracy therapy has been the time capsule. Now mm-hmm. I want to paint a picture real quick because we're actually going to be starting our time capsule in 1945. Now, here's the deal. In 1945, a cache of ancient texts was discovered in a cave near Nag Hammadi in Egypt. These 52 documents are widely assumed to be original Gnostic writings, almost 2,000 years old. These texts are rare evidence for a mystical tradition that has a very unique creation myth. The texts refer to an off-world species called the Archons, which act as overlords and deceivers of humanity at the same time, a fascinating subject with explosive ties to psychology and religion. Now, that was taken from the website matrixwisen.de, which is probably Dutch or Swedish. Um, German. German. Thank you. Not a problem. That's what I'm here for. That's what she's here for. So... Larry, can you take us into your warm, warm bubble in the time capsule? Now it's time for us to open up the time capsule. Nineteen forty-five. World War II is winding up. Sexy music like this is warming up my crotchal area. I'm not gonna lie. I legitimately, I love this this type of music. Oh yeah, I love music from the '40s. It reminds, it's, our, it's probably genetic because our I my, my grandparents mom, would listen me, to this. Yeah, my kids even like this. Like I put big band music on and they're just like it's uniquely American. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It's also like warm apple pie to the ears. Mm-hmm. Actually, anything from like '20s through the '40s, I just. Mm. Love it. Old record player sound. So as usual, we start with the music of the 19... Of 1945. Uh, the four big albums released that year. Oh my god, I feel like I have a horn blowing directly into my ear hole. <laughs> Nat King Cole uh, released the King Cole Trio. Bing Crosby with his Merry Christmas album. Glenn Miller with his Glenn Miller self-titled album. And Bing Crosby with a second album that year. Selections from Going My Way. Two big albums in one year. Yes. That's incredible. Want to hear some of the births? Of course you do. It's January 3rd, Stephen Stills. Stills, Paul Nash. Crosby. Crosby, too. all yes. of them. Yeah. January 10th, Rod Stewart. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 10 was the number of gallons he had of jizz in his stomach. <laughs> January 27th, Nick Mason of Pink Floyd. February 6th, the great, great Bob Marley was born. Yeah, man. Oh, boy. Was that Charlie Marley or Harley Marley, Marley, I think. March 8th, Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees. March 30th, Eric Clapton. So that means the Monkees were as old as Eric Clapton. Isn't that weird? No. No? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) April 25th, Stu Cook of CCR. May 6th, Bob Seger. Bob Seger? Bob Seger. May 13th, Magic Dick of the Jay Giles Band. Abracadabra. Oh, it spits on you. <laughs> May 19th, Pete Townsend of The Who. Oh. I love that band. Actually, who, who, when, who, I, went, who. I went and saw The Who at who? Joe Louis Arena before they changed to the new one. Mm-hmm. The and new Who? I loved it. 
they were so good. Was it their 14th last tour? One of them. <laughs> Steel Wheelchairs Tour. May 24th, Priscilla Presley, the wife of Elvis, was born. May 28th, John Fogart, UFCCR. June 25th, Carly Simon. I remember my mom playing Carly Sal- Simon. Salmon. <laughs> Carly Salmon. <laughs> My mom, my mom played Carly Simon too. There's yeah. a one record. It's all it's a house mom. It's album. all divorcee, <laughs> sad mom songs. Yep. I remember just was, walking around and I felt guilty because I stole a pack of ba- basketball cards and I'm like, she's making me to listen to this, yeah. for a, so I will repent. That, but I will not, Carly Simon. And she's like, <laughs> Oh, Ryan. That album was Sea Changes before Sea Changes. Yes. Now. And that's one of my favorite yep. albums now. So July 26th, Betty Davis. Singer, she, you know, Rod Stewart sang about her. She's, she's got, got Betty, Betty Davis. Yeah, that's who, she, that's who he's singing about. July 1st, the great Debbie Harry was born. Oh, nice. August 31st, Van Morrison. September 8th, Rod Pigpen McKernan from Grateful Dead. I believe he was the keyboard player. Keeping it piggy. October 2nd, Don McLean was born. October 22nd. Bye American Pie. One of the most underrated guitarists in my mind, Leslie West was born. Mountain. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mississippi Queen! Me, no, more cowbell, please. Yeah. <laughs> December 1st, Bette Midler. December 20th, Peter Chris. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I was made for loving you, baby. Oh, yeah. December, 20th, oh, yeah. December 24th, Lemmy of Motorhead. Oh, oh. All right, Peter. December 30th, Davy Jones. Lead singer of the Monkees, mm-hmm. right? Uh, no, would, he would go to locker at the bottom he would of the go... sea. <laughs> 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 April 20th. You beat me there. I was going to say he gained his locker in 2012. December April 20th. Release of Son of Lassie. The follow-up to the first Lassie film was ever was filmed. Son of Lassie. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> August 10th. The first animated Donald Duck short. Duck Pimples is released. I Duck love Donald Pimples. Duck. October 5th, a strike between the set decorators union and these studios boils over and becomes known as Hollywood Black Friday. Because <laughs> he had no one to decorate the stages. Oh, so you okay. could get everything ready and they had no set. Do it hmm. yourself. November 16th, Paramount Pictures releases a theatrical short cartoon titled The Friendly Ghost, introducing Casper. In 45. Yeah. Wow. November twenty was older than that person. I know, right? Well, he is. He's a ghost, so obviously he lived before. <laughs> True story. <laughs> True. November 29th, at the Nuremberg Trials, a documentary on the Nazi concentration camps, directed by John Ford, is exhibited as evidence. John Ford is a huge Hollywood director, by the way. December 28th, the release of Spellbound, a psychological thriller directed by a certain guy by the name of Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. Oh. Never heard of him. Yeah. He likes birds, I hear. Some births. Of actors, January 29th, Tom Selleck. Oh! His mustache would be born 16 years later. Let me tell you something about Tom Selleck. Mm. Yeah? Mm. He's a man. That's a, like... He's a man's man. I have watched every episode of Magnum P.I. Blue Bloods. threefold. Love him. Oh, yeah. Hell of a baseball player, too, by the Mm -hmm. way. Podcast.net. Big Tigers fan. Yes, big Tigers. Born in Detroit. He would take a batting practice with the Tigers. I remember this in the 80s. He was hitting homers out of the stadium. It was great. Trivia. You guys have done an episode on that? No, not yet. Trivia. I know. Trivia. I got a little trivia for you. Yeah. You throw that out there just in your mind web. Originally supposed to play Indiana Jones. Mm. I can oh, see yeah. it. Yeah. You made a good Indiana yep. Jones. Not that I'm knocking Harrison Ford, but mm, Tom Selleck. Can't go wrong either way, could you? He was first. He was the first pick, but he couldn't do it. That mustache. <laughs> July 26th, Helen Mirren is born. February 9th, I forgot Mia Farrow was born. Oh. August 5th, Lonnie Anderson. In her time. Yeah. Thank good. Good on you. These erasers are at. Bert, Bert, 12 Bert, o'clock right now. <laughs> August 14th, the great Steve Martin is born. Oh, uh, yes. Him. October 19th, uh, born from, on the third rock from the sun, John Lithgow. Love him Until as well. October 30th, Henry Winkler. October 31st, Brian, Firth. October 31st. It's going on the soundboard. Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> oh, him. Yes, November 21st. Goldie Hawn. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah. Brian just went to his happy place. Now, big. This was a big year for news because World War Two is 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 like coming together to a halt. Mm-hmm. So on January twentieth, Franklin Delano Roosevelt is sworn in his fourth term as the president of the United States. It's the only president. He's the reason we only have two terms now. Thanks for ruining that, there, Obama. Uh, in February, Anne Frank dies of typhus in the Bergen-Belsen concentration camps. February nineteenth, World War II Battle of Iwo Jima. About thirty thousand United States Marines land on Iwo Jima. You, you know the famous, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the flag being raised. That's that's Iwo yep. Jima. March nineteenth, Adolf Hitler orders that all industries, military installations, machine shops, transportation facilities, and communication facilities in Germany are to be destroyed. So he sees this is the end. April twelfth, Franklin Delano Roosevelt dies suddenly at war. <coughs> oh, I just you want, watered. You want me to read the rest of these? If I start coughing again, yes. So Harry S. Truman then is sworn in as the 33rd president. April 22nd, Adolf Hitler privately concedes defeat in his underground Berlin bunker. Oh, well. April 28th, Benito Mussolini and his mistress, Clara Patecci, are executed by Italian partisans. Ooh, Patecci. Ooh. April 30th, Adolf Hitler, one day after marrying his wife, Eva Braun, commits suicide. Allegedly. (laughs) Go back to our Hitler episode. And our JFK episode. Yes. August 6th. Good on you guys. That's all blurry. I can't even read that. Oh, yes. Um, the Eola Gay drops an atomic bomb on Hiroshima, killing estimates are 130,000 to 250,000 Japanese were killed in one single blow. Mm. A few days later, uh, Nagasaki is bombed. Yeah. And this was weird. December 21st, General George S. Patton dies in an auto wreck in Germany. Hmm. I did not know that's how he perished. Cause well, a lot of people say it's because he got the spear of destiny from Hitler while he was over there. They say as soon as you touch it, you die. Really? And that's part of the mythos behind his death. That's crazy. Hmm. You know what the spear of destiny is? Not a clue, but it it's sounds like the, something I find in Tomb Raider. It sounds like a staff that one of the Romans used to poke Jesus. Oh no, shit! His death. Yeah. Oh wow! You can't have. Yeah, if you're touching the Jesus poking stick, you're gonna pay the price. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Cost of living in 1945. <laughs> average cost of a new house was $4,600, while your average wage was $2,400. So for two years' salary, you could buy a house. Jeez. Cost a gallon of gas, 15 cents. And rent- not a penny higher. You know how much you would pay for rent, Ryan? 60 bucks a month. I would love that. Girls' dollhouse cost $3.19. I would love that, too. Average cost of a new car, $1,000. Yes, please. Uh, April, a fur coat for you, 70 bucks. Ah, Josh, you could buy a brand new shirt, probably Bullet Club, $2.50. Uh, <laughs> I'm not wearing a Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. Portable t- typewriter, $70. Uh, Percy Spencer accidentally discovers that microwaves can heat food. Oh, right. He walks in front of it, melted candy bar. And- Oh, yeah, yeah, We brought that up in a past episode. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. Uh, Only 5,000 homes had a television back then. And the world's first general-purpose computer is invented, and as well as the atomic bomb is invented. All right, sports fans. Yeah, sports. Cleveland Rams defeat the Washington Redskins in the NFL championship game. 15 to 14 sounds boring. (laughs) <laughs> World Series, Detroit Tigers beat the Chicago Cubs four games to three. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Go Good. Cubs. It'd be about 100 years later if we could finally say go Cubs. Negro World Series, the Cleveland Buckeyes swept the Homestead Grays four to zero. Yeah, Negro Leagues are still going on then. <laughs> and the Fort Wayne Zollner Pistons win three games to two over the Sheboygan Redskins in the NBL. And that has been your time capsule. It's so warm in there. I, I think I'm the only person here that actually semi enjoys football. I like football. It's I don't know. It's like 13 seconds of action and then like a minute and a half of of them talking to each other. But it's intense action. It is. It's, I, I mean, it, not that I talk. I'm a baseball fan. They're, they're like some people consider it the most boring sport. And no, golf, golf is. Golf, golf is is. Yeah, we're here to say on the conspiracy therapy show we do not promote golf games. 
We like to play them. I do. I love to play golf. It is a fun sport to do by yourself. I like to play all sports. Honestly, I like to play all sports. Basketball, basketball's baseball's probably wiffle ball is fun to play. Baseball's probably my favorite to play. Yeah, mine too. I just wasn't good at it. I was a decent catcher. Okay, good to know. So let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about archons. <laughs> All right. So according to the same German website, yeah, the archons about twenty percent of the Nag Hammadi texts that I mentioned in the opening, those texts that we discovered in nineteen forty-five, talk about the species of the archons. They are portrait portrait as non. Let's uh, strike that. Reverse <laughs> it. Oh boy. They are. Well, okay. I'm sorry. Maybe this is translated from German, so there might be some weird Yahoo answer. (laughs) Everyone, be really quiet here. Mm -hmm. They are portrait as a non-physical... I think they meant portrayed. They are portrayed as a non-physical species that can take physical form for a short period of time. One of the Nag Hammadi texts... Uh, describes the abduction of human beings by these small beings. The similarities to the greys as portrayed in many science fiction movies. There is a similarity. This is bad already. There's a similarity to the greys in the text. So. What's going on here? Texting. You said text. Oh, <laughs> so, I thought his computer was like messing up. I'm like, what? My computer shut down. I know. I man, I get blamed oh, for everything. No, I I've called you out twice during pop culture, and I whip myself on the back every night for it because I, I with I wet noodles you, with wet noodles. Yeah, <laughs> buttery wet noodles. So anyway, <laughs> good timing. So they are described as greys by people who have experienced alien abductions um, by these creatures. Now, especially if you consider the the Nag Hammadi texts are almost 2,000 years old. So this meme of an alien species is nothing new to human history. So the idea of it is they look like the greys or the kind of the gray picture of like the big weird head and the Mm -hmm. kind of darkened eyes. But they're not. They're, since the thing that's crazy about when doing the research for this, I I saw so many descriptions of archons, aliens. It was all oh over the map. It was all over the map. <laughs> Some of them are in your brain. Some of them are in shadows. Some of them tie into sleep paralysis and they're- could just be like living in like sleep corners of your hey, eyes. What vessel is this? Oh, this one they call Ryan. It's a lot of empty space in here. <laughs> hey, is that the inside of the aliens in his dick? There I am a Ryan Dick alien. Look, That's no, one they the live in his nipples. That's why they're so pointy. So pointy. Now, the Archons are described as psychic intruders. So they're not Great just, band name. They, they go for your brain, bro. They want to control you. You know what? The best description I thought of mm-hmm. while doing the research for this is, you know how I think in the opening clip, it's David Icke who's talking about all... He, he does a breakdown of what Archons are and what they've been. And he says for Christianity, they're demons, right? So for me, it just always makes sense to think of like the the evil demon and then the angel on the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Archon is the the evil demon. He's the one who's like, April, have another wine cooler. <laughs> Why don't you just forget about the fact that the oven's on and the gas is leaking? These fucking kids won't listen. Who's the angel then? Patrick Swayze? The angel. I've had almost an entire mm, bottle of yes. wine. The angel is Patrick Swayze, who's now dead because Archons killed him. Mm. But he Late could be the angel is. now. Okay. Nobody backs Acons in a corner. Okay. So, anyway, now they're not able to live in the material world like human beings, but they can visit it for a short period of time. So they're multi-dimensional hmm. aliens. Okay, I'm totally buying this. Exactly. <laughs> it is comparable to a human being diving in water. We can also only stay there for a short period of time. So they're it's like they're holding their breath mm-hmm. when they're with gotcha. us. 
Hmm. So, um, their preferred way of entry into this reality is through the human mind. Gnostic texts warn about the archons and their attempts to deviate human evolution from its course. They have two main methods to achieve this with us. Okay. Mistakes. Human beings make mistakes, but human beings are not very good at learning from their mistakes. The archons are masters at... Ex- <laughs> yep, not good at learning from their mistakes. Nope. nope. <laughs> at exploiting our unwillingness to learn from mistakes. So these guys are like, hey, Ryan... Buy another six pack before you record an episode of a podcast that's going to be recorded and posted everywhere. Because let me tell you, it's only going to be funny. You're not going to slur your words. And then Larry has to buy a new iPad to fit all your fucking bullshit on. <laughs> Visually, so just. Whoa. Nice. That was a that's good a good one. one. That's a committed, like, 300 gorilla man. <laughs> yep. Quote, adversarial. So simulation. That's my favorite kind of cereal. <laughs> is the right adversarial. Right up there with Cat and Crunch. The you Archons are masters of virtual realities and holographic projection. They can create holographic images of any living thing, but these holograms are not alive. They only represent the original. So they're let me repeat this again. They have two main methods of tomfoolery. Mistakes and mm-hmm. simulation. So don't fuck up and don't believe what you see. Believe what you see. Great. Anyway, the text about the Archons describe that they intend to live through humans since they are unable to live in our reality in Hmm. physical form. They are trying to make humans more archonic for this. They attempt to have humanity lose its connection to the natural world, nature, and spend more and more time in virtual worlds. So basically this more PC-driven connected social media world we're gonna get fucked because archons are gonna fucking make us fucking think what's that over there is that a beautiful girl is that my waifu oh no oh no it's not my waifu it's an archon how are you gonna mistake an alien for a pillow i'm just saying man it could happen so let's go back a little bit real quick and just go with the basic definition of an archon. Now, uh, according to Wikipedia, archon is a Greek word that means ruler. Frequently used as the title of specific public office, it is the masculine present partis- participle of the verb stem meaning rule. Participle. Thank you. Derived from the same root as a monarch or and or hierarchy. So in the early literature period of ancient Greece, the chief magistrates of various Greek city states were called archon. The term was also used throughout Greek history in a more general sense, ranging from club leader to master of the tables. So it seems like the, the thing with archon is that it's always meant to be this like controller. Okay. Now, even though when they delve into our world, they can't do very much because they only have a limited amount of time. Like, it feels like if 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 I'm to understand this now, this might be getting to my verdict later. But I had a mental thought earlier today. Oh boy, about, that's usually how you have thoughts is mentally. I agree. Wow. I'm sorry. That was an archon trying to steer me wrong. The problem <laughs> is with this episode, there's a lot of archons going on, sending me mental laser beams. And I apologize if I slur my words or fuck up. So, um, I had this thought that maybe this ties a lot into Scientology, which is a future mm. episode. They, um, they're like the beings that we want to rid ourselves of. It's like anybody who talks about, I want to be positive and I'm going to rub these crystals together and find the positive energy inside my soul and release the archons. I, I think that's what it is. I think it's, it's about if you do see those negative images or you do make mistakes, keeping confidence in, in positivity in your mindset, you'll be able to alleviate those. And now with Scientology, they have the, the I, I can't even think of the names of them. Cause I've seen so much sci-fi in the last 24 hours, watched all the, 
basically. <laughs> They're all nerds. Yes! Spoiler alert, that episode is going to trash Scientology. So, I'm just going to say that it has... It seems like this ties into religion early, but also presently, because there's people that... And it's hard. When we talk aliens, I get crazy. When we talk about aliens, specifically with this this creature, this is a mind-rating creature that lives multidimensionally. So you have to think about the fact that when they are around, they look like little babies that are like like wiggly. Yeah, but they have like the voice of like a 50-year-old. I was going to say I was going to say a 50-year-old plumber, but like an a Google Gaga, a fifty-year-old, a fifty-year-old, a fifty-year-old plumber with a smoking. Good hat. lord, right? You really cracked yourself up there, Josh. I know you did. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so I'm trying to break down archons. It's very hard to explain, but basically, yes, they're they're the multidimensional aliens. They're like demons. They live in your mind. Sometimes they can be mind parasites. Sometimes they can be. Um, as simple as just like a negative energy in your life. I think sometimes we confuse different sorts of energies in our lives. May you know what? Okay, Ryan. That's why I can't ever smoke is because I get fucking anxious as shit, and all the archons come out and start tap dancing on my nerves. <laughs> But anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I'm going to delve into more of the history. I think these might actually sway us to all think they're real. Mm. And I'll save that for the second segment. Man, I'm a pretty big fan of Beer City Media, but so am I. I'm just always curious, like, what's out there? Boy, is there a place where I can get some wrestling history why in fact there is you can check out the potty slam podcast it's a wrestling history podcast where we as in larry and josh and myself cover stories from the locker room and beyond and you can check us out on facebook and twitter and potomatic excellent but i'm looking for something maybe sometimes i'm looking for music history well hey Hey, April and I have got you covered over on the Off Tempo podcast where we do the same thing like Potty Slam. We do music history. And you can find Potty Slam on Facebook and Podbean and soon sound and soon on Wow Spotify. Off Tempo too, you can also find on because you said Potty Slam. Facebook wow. and Podbean yeah. is where you can you find You plugged two shows at once. It was yeah. it was a melding of the shows. I'm sorry. I'm horrible at those. It was like show soup. This is the shoot quit kitchen. Okay, this is. Hey, I like baseball history. Where would I find some baseball history? You'd find that on the EFIS podcast, EFISpodcast.net. But Ryan, I'm interested in what we're talking about today. Where would I find more of it? Well, if you want to check out Conspiracy Therapy, you can check us out at Twitter with at Conspiracy T Show, which is our handle where we drop episodes every Monday, but also hit us up on Podbean, Podomatic, iTunes, and all the other devices, but also Spotify. Please, please like and review. Five-star review coming at the end of this episode, and you could be the next one. Josh could use a new shirt. Oh, yeah, that's true. Josh, you need more apparel. I think if you check out shop.shop or sorry shop.shop.shop.spreadshirt.com <laughs> slash conspiracy, conspiracy therapy, therapy podcast. podcast. Just look for the link. Yeah. There you go. back in it folks we're talking about the archons today though so there's a little bit of information that you can find if you you hit up tricked by the light.com where they talk about is that, Was your, that milk your milk throat? burp no it's an alien <laughs> <laughs> now according to an ancient gnostic text expert 
He says the entities they called archons appear to be identical to the ETs of modern ufology. Both gray and reptilian types are explicitly described in the codices. I would estimate that up to one-fifth of the core material of the NHC concerns the archons, their origin, methods, and motives. Now, the Nephilim, which are part of Noah's Ark and the Noah movie, if Mm -hmm. you saw them. And Diablo 3. Yes. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God went sons of God went to the daughters of men and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. That's from the Bible, Genesis six through chapter one through four. Um I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Isaiah 45, 7, the Bible. So, a little bit of Bible thrown in there. Now, the demurge is the Gnostic term for a supernatural being imagined as creating or fashioning the world in sub- subordination. Basically, turn us turning us into slaves mm. to the supreme being, and sometimes regarded as the originator of evil. Demurge is a false god. Explains that the word god originated from the mid and late 14th century and meant a jest. See, when I said god, it was G A U D. God. God. We god. It meant jest, joke, prank, trick, also fraud, deception, trick, Jeez. and artifice. The demurge is called Yaldabaoth by Gnostics, a group of Christians who were declared heretics by the, un- the Orthodox Church who killed them and destroyed their writings. Sounds like a peaceful group of people. I'm convinced this false being, the demurge, is stealing the light power that is in the human souls. The Gnostic texts say that Pistis Sophia explains she, Sophia, had been deluded through the godlike self-willed demurge and had not been deluded through anything else save through a light power because of its resemblance to the light in which she had faith. Most likely the being of light that near-death experiencers go is a receiver of the light for the demurge or from the demurge. Here is a quote from the secret book of John, a Gnostic text from the Nag Hammadi Library. <laughs> Yalbadoth Demers said to be the said to the authorities with him, Come let us create a human being after the image of God with a likeness of to ourselves, so that the human image may give us light. Wow. So Demers is kind of this idea of the Archons, an ancient idea of the Archons. Now, there was a little bit of a later text through the creative play of the demerges from the cosmic game, an exploration of the frontiers of human consciousness. Stanislav Grof is a researcher into psychedelics and hallucinogens and has analyzed 400 to 600 experiences. In his 1998 book, The Cosmic Game, Explorations of the Frontiers of Human Consciousness, he related the account of an experiencer who experienced being one of four demigeric powers. So this is the demigeur being, and these are the powers that this creature holds. Villages. The most uh, popular experience, though, that he was looking into is the Jimi Hendrix experience, of course. Of course. Sure. (laughs) Now, this play, the insights into the nature and dynamics of the cosmic game do not have to emerge on the level of the supreme... Uh, creative principal Gal, a minister who participated in our training program for professionals at the Maryland Psychiatric Research Center, had in her psychedelic session an interesting sequence that portrayed cosmogony as a competitive creative game of four (laughs) demigurric superhuman entities, although her experience is very unusual since it involves several demigurric beings rather than one creative principle, I will include it here. It illustrates with exceptional clarity many of the issues related to the problem of incarnation of spiritual beings and the taboo against knowing who you are. So, she found herself in another dimension. (laughs) 
It happens. It's soon to lie between space and time as we know it. <laughs> Speaking of incarnation, I always like the idea of incarnation. If you could come back as anything you want, what would it be? April. Oh, I would come back as a dolphin. Because I like to swim. And they seem really friendly. And they're like one of the only animals that has sex for pleasure. Fun fact. That's an <laughs> orgasm sound right there, right? Yep, that's a dolphin orgasm. Mm-hmm. How, how about you, Larry? Who would you come back as? Like, uh, as a human being. I'm having a pretty good time here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if human being was off the table. If it's off the table, I get to be... Hmm... I think I would choose to be a dog. Dogs are cool. You lay around, you don't, and people just give you treats randomly, and mm-hmm. you get to pee outside and not get yelled at. Right. I guess I would go with what Larry said and say, a cat, like a modern day domesticated cat. Mm-hmm. I would just sleep my ass off. Probably like. I wish I could come back as Chewy. I know it was short-lived, but I would mm-hmm. still have a great time living here, yeah. stealing treats from the top cabinet. And making Luna just like happier than a clam and mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> As I ran treats up the stairs. Yeah. I miss that guy. Of course, shit, the natural habitat of clams. <laughs> <laughs> I mishmash. But, but don't so. ever put them together. You don't want a shitty clam. No, Indeed. You, no, you don't. Clean that thing out. <laughs> Clean it out. Was that your question? Clean your clam. Okay. We never got Josh's, did we? Flying squirrel. Flying squirrel. That makes sense now that, that you say that's that. That's oddly appropriate for you. I like it. Archons or archons. <laughs> With rockets and laser eyes, of course. Of course. Archons or archons, archons. Archons, archons. Or acon. Ah, archon, the acon. The acon, the archon that is a con. Exactly. The Gnostics refer to archons or archons, as I like to call them, as one, the parasite and abortion and uninformed mass, lion-headed beast, serpent dragon, says clearly that they can shapeshift. So these things can fucking shapeshift. Two, their beings controlled by the parasite, Anunnaki, gods of the past, rulers. Mm. So... Does anybody have a vision of what these things look like from what I've said? Courtney Love. Okay. I'm thinking it sounds like a, like I'm thinking it can be whatever it wants. First of all. Yeah. But I'm thinking like those little pill bugs. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm seeing like a downgraded, like dollar store version of those Chinese dragons. Yeah. With like the long body, but the kind of like the round (laughs) head. Yeah. I'm thinking of Quado from Total Recall, but like, oh. but like super evil and attached to somebody's body. I, yeah, I dig it. So there are two different texts about the creation of the Demerge. The focus being aborted fetus, which is reminiscent of what parasites looked like. Now that doesn't mean anything about, I'd say we're all pro-choice here, but this this is just kind of like a description of what it looks like. Um, so the the archons are shape shifting entities. Could these be examples of NDEs with archons? And if so, are all NDEs encounter all NDE? Indi- oh my goodness, you are having a rough day today. Well, no, it's it's a weird combination. So if all NDE encounters. Do they happen to be with archons? Now, NDEs. So the the idea of what I'm saying here is that it's, a, it's an acronym for basically shapeshifters. Gotcha. I, I don't know what the full explanation of the text is, but this, this, this website specifically, this trick by the light, has almost like a Bibliotheca Pleiades like breakdown of everything. And that's something that you have to like research and like figure out to find like all the little code names and like wiki markings that kind of lead you down another path. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say this picture, a garbage pail baby. That's the size of your finger. And that's an archon. (laughs) Okay. 
<laughs> that's it. That's your dose. I, I the research for this was so all over the map, and a lot of it is hard to find. And when it came to Josh doing pop culture, this was the first time that he's ever written on our messenger and been like, I don't know what I'm looking for. And I understand (laughs) that because a lot of it is all the fuck over the map. I mean, some of it is people trying to explain cancer and calling it archons. And the other is people trying to shut the voice up in their head and still saying that it's an archon. So let's, Pull the Thunderbird to the side of the road and get a little bit of pop culture in our system. It's time for the Pop Culture Minute with Josh. Sonic Boom! All right. I admit that I did have a very hard time finding anything specific to the Archons. Uh, so what I decided to do is punch my dog in the butthole <laughs> with his dick. <laughs> no, no, I actually, uh, I decided to go ahead with something because I thought of the very little bit that I knew about archons before doing this was that they were, they seemed like they were, uh, they were parasites, but they also seemed like they were symbiotic. So... I kind of rolled with that, and now I have. I'm going to pull. I have a list of, I think, are really cool alien parasites or that are also symbiotic. So, I'm going to start off with what I know is definitely one of mine and April's favorite uh, parasites. And I know, Ryan, you're probably a big fan. I'm not, not so sure about you, Larry, but the xenomorphs. From the Alien franchise. Yes, bitch. They, of course, uh, they come out of their eggs. They attach to you. They become parasites to your body. And then they grow inside of you till they burst out. Very cool. So, oh, sorry. My favorite symbiotic aliens, because they feed on the people they're attached to, are... Venom and Carnage from the Spider-Man series. Tom Hardy, new movie coming out. Venom. That Yes. Uh, in the Spider-Man franchise, of course, the alien uh, symbiote comes down from uh, space and long story short, it attaches to uh, and becomes Venom and Carnage and they feed off of their uh, their hosts. It's it's really cool. I love the Carnage is probably one of my favorite villains in all of Marvel history. I would be remiss if I didn't mention because even though I don't like Star Trek, they have had multiple characters pop up like the uh, Trill symbiont and the Deep Space Nine that gives its host all the memories of its previous host. Which is a cool Star Trek premise. I agree. And one of my favorites probably would be the Metroids. Oh, love it. From, of course, the game series Metroid. Super Metroid, great, one of the greatest games of all time. I 100% agree. It's, it's, probably, it's probably one of the best games for Super Nintendo, at the very least. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different uh, types of parasitic aliens that you could look into so but i'm not gonna go into that that's all i've got dudes a nice alien grazing oh my goodness we've got terrorists at the gate there's a small war between the cats and the dog oh is that what it is yeah you're a bitch, kitty. I'm a dog. Bark, 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 bark. You're an asshole. The great kitty dog war of 1776. Of the, of the Shoop Kitchen. <laughs> yep. I'm in trouble now, Dad. Well, we got a good little source of pop culture in our bellies. Mm-hmm. Do we have any... Indeed we do. Yahoo Answers! <laughs> All right. So today on Yahoo Answers, we ask, can there be an alien in my brain? 
It seems like there might be an alien in my brain. Need help ASAP. Uh, the best answer was from Lesis, who wrote, No, but the lunatic is in my hall. I get that joke. Good job, Lesis. Um, uh, an anonymous user replied, Yes, I have one in my brain myself. What I do is inject alien serum into my bloodstream to feed it and keep it under control. I think ours may be hungry. Ooh. War Potato responded, You need a magic potato gun to take it out before it dry humps your ba- your brain, making brain babies. <laughs> Ryan, have you been on it? Yahoo Answers? Because that sounds like a very Ryan answer. Uh, we had another... I'm assuming gentlemen ask, are there aliens in my brain? I can sometimes hear Martians. I think they are Martians almost playing in my brain. I truly believe they are there. Can you please seriously tell me if this is possible and then tell me the best way to extract them? Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, voted best answer was from Freeman. You probably have microchips implanted by aliens in your brain. A lot of people do, and a majority of them don't even know it. No, you cannot remove them. You are just going to have to get used to them. Keep your morals high because aliens are very judgmental. Mm. Good to know. Judgmental? Apparently. Um, another user wrote, Wow, I seriously hope this is a troll. If not, I am very worried about you. Why don't you go to your doctor and let him check your brain for Martians? That's thoughtful. Uh, another user wrote, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Something, right? Something you might try is wrapping foil around your head or any other part of your body where you feel this intrusion occurring. This may block transmission signals from external sources. Uh, and then the last one user voices in my head wrote voices in your head. Huh? I know what you mean. Give them a chance. I taught mine to sing in four part harmony and it's awesome. Sometimes they will do small repair jobs for me, like clear, clear up a sinus problem or get rid of a zit. They don't ask for anything and they shut up when I tell them to, if yours are as trainable as mine, you will love it. Wow. Yes. So apparently that is a loaded uh, voices in my head. Uh, Shots on me. Yeah. I'll see you in the alley puking. (laughs) That's been your Yahoo Answers. Well, you know, we talked a lot about archons, these little devious creatures in your head, mind parasites, if you will. I hate to say it, but abortions? Walking around? On Shirley Temple shoes, I guess? (laughs) I'm just imagining they don't, they're not not fashionable. No. <laughs> They're scary, Josh. <laughs> I got nothing. Quato. Think Quato. Total Recall, great movie, 1990. Uh, Paul Verhoeven directed Arnold Schwarzenegger starring. Movie with girl, three boobs. All the male audience is now watching it. That's an archon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's do a verdict. In one corner, four podcasters you trust with your life. Good thinking, because we got your back, boo. We love you. Mm. In one corner, a slurry-visioned Quado who wants to intercept your mind. Why, Quado? Why? Are Archons real? Oh. (laughs) Honestly, I don't believe that this is a alien thing. I've said it in our... I believe it was our fourth episode. Uh, Ghosts. I do believe in ghosts. So... As far as voices in your head, I mean, it could be a mental illness, but if it's, I think that if it's really bad stuff that's making you do or anything to that nature, I think it's, it is like a demonic ghost thing. So I'm going to go with that. I, I, I don't think that this, these small little aliens are running around in your head 
like Minecraft with their little pickaxes. But I do believe that you can be influenced by spiritual. April. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go a solid no on this one. I think there's not enough evidence to back it up. It seems uh, a little loosey-goosey for my taste. I would like to some more concrete evidence. Um, it sounds like a combination of like anxiety and hypochondria and wanting to blame things on an unseen force. Lawrence. Oh, this is a definite no. The fact that you had to scramble as hard as you as hard as you did to get the information tends to lead me to believe that there's nothing behind this. I don't think archons are real either, but it's I think a lot of it has to do with like uh even if it was that sort of a paras mind parasite. I think it maybe it could be like a gray thing because I do believe in aliens. I'm one of the believers on this. On this, you have to believe them all. No, and that's why Archons ain't real, bitch. <laughs> that's been your verdict. <laughs> we have one segment left, <laughs> which means it's time to get quizzical. Lady, lady and gentlemen's Ryan showing off his nip nips. <laughs> so since this had was so loosely based on almost nothing, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to the quiz Egyptian, ancient Egypt. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, because it's about the only connection I could find on this one. Thank you. The next Ooh. episode won't be so hard. Well, no, it probably won't be. New. I can imagine the next episode with this song in the background. <laughs> For the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Question number one. Who is credited with founding the Egyptian city of Alexandria? A. Ramses II. B. Alexander the Great. C. Cleopatra or D. Julius. April. Gosh. April. Uh, B. B is correct. I had my where my where my answer sheet was there for a second. <laughs> now it's up for everybody to see. Okay, question number two: Which Egyptian deity was represented by a snake? A. Toth. I don't know. Oh, Joshy Poo, Joshy Poo, Joshy Poo. New week, same old Joshy Poo. <laughs> the rest of you two, that's A. Toth, B. C Gab or B or D Bast. Oh look look Josh knows it after he gets it wrong. No, I said I don't know. Oh, this. <laughs> Man, getting dogged on. <laughs> Speaking of which I was gonna say Nubis. Can but. you read him again? A Toth B Pta C Gab or D Bast. April. April. C That is correct. Two to nothing to nothing. Question number three. In Egyptian architecture, what is a pylon? A, a decorative pillar. B, a gateway. C, part of the burial chamber. D, tower. April. April. Uh, pillar. That is Damn. incorrect. Brian. Ryan. D. D. That is incorrect. These things tend to block your way through a door that wasn't even one of the answers you all three got wrong it was a gateway oh boy. which is a door you give him a door i That's a, door. a door pity points question number 4 <laughs> right in if you if you're on my side on this people <laughs> Really? Question number five. Four, I mean. What kind of stone was used to make the Sphinxster? Sphinx, sorry. The Sphinxster. A, shale. B, sandstone. C, limestone. Or D, basalt. April. Gosh. April. Sandstone. That is incorrect. Josh. Josh. Limestone. That is correct. 
He's now tied to you thanks to those pity points. <laughs> Question <laughs> number five. Not that it matters. Worth 16 snakes, which can then be transferred into biting whoever was winning, and then you win by default. In ancient Egypt, who was the scorpion king? A. Selk. B. Honey. D. Joser. Or key D. Khufu. Josh. Oh, I thought you... No, I'm wait, you said your name. Oh, you buzz in with your name. Sorry. God, D. Khufu. Your daddy won. I love The Rock. Thanks to Pity Points, Josh has won this week's episode <laughs> of, of the Quizzical. I apologize. Oh, my goodness. This show is nothing. I never cared about Egypt very much as a uh, as an adult, but as a kid, I loved. Oh, I have a platinum and not caring about history. Oh, I love history now, but anyway, guys, we did our plugs. So, did we have a fun time today? We did, of course. Did we learn anything? Fuck. What is going on? He's sign languaging you. He gave me a good. He gave me a good clue, though. Okay. We have a five a clue. star review. Five, 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 five star review. Now, we have been reading five star reviews on a couple of these episodes, but this is an older one. And this came on May 26, 2017, from a girl I'm assuming. A, a Susan? A Susan. Her name's Suzanne. No. Um, I don't know what her name is, but her name, according to her iTunes review, is Colsey Bug. And she says, so funny. You guys are so fun <laughs> to listen to. Makes me want to hang out with you, too. Oh, well. I love the podcast. Great subjects and awesome hosts. Getting quizzical is the best. Keep up the great work. I mean, you don't want to hang with us. I mean, you can sit by us and... Enjoy our company, but you don't want to hang it's by true. us. That's, that's be a bad time. You know, we never really gave you the shout out. That's why we went back in time a bit. And cheers to you. Thank you for being one of the first people that actually paid attention to our show. And yes. Cared. And um, if I think I know who you are, thank you for always being on top of it and, and uh, checking us out. So... This episode is dedicated to you. Thank you for everything you do. Um, that's about it. I had a great time. Next week is 100. <laughs> 100, baby. Biggest episode we've ever done. Easily. Mm-hmm. Um, we saved this one for 100. And I hope you guys learn a lot like I did. I am ready to let loose this information because I'm tired of it. <laughs> You know, Archons was was a fun, like, side-of-the-road attraction, whereas this is just going to be crazy. And also, our April show vote, obviously, is Zodiac, so that's going to be following up our 100 episode. Now, like our page, and we'll have a May, May show vote. Now, granted, it might not come out in May, but by the time that our June episode vote happens, it'll be there. So, just letting you know. And that's about it. Anybody have anything else they want to throw out there before we close the show out? Yeah, I want to be serious for a moment. And that's, um, I almost lost someone this weekend to, to suicide. Mm. Um, to be completely honest, we're not in the clear yet. But if that's how you're feeling, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline 1-800-273-8255 or go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. If if you're feeling that way, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you need to talk to somebody. Your friends are always there for you. And, and if there's anything that I know going through a rough patch this last year, it's that more people care about you than you think. And you're all worth something. And these people at this table are worth a lot to me. And if anything ever happened to them, I'd, I'd go out on a limb for any one of them. So reach out if you have to. Reach out if you can. Talk to somebody. Anybody's going to listen. You know, we're only here one time, and then who knows what's next. Maybe Archons. Maybe uh, Bugs Bunny. Who knows? Penis, penis, penis. <laughs> God damn it. Thanks, April. 
Not a problem. I live to serve. Oh, that's April talking about penis and butthole. Yep. Butthole. It's actually, that came from one of my favorite pastimes of when Josh is doing his voice to text, just yelling (laughs) vulgar things into the microphone and seeing if they show up on his text. (laughs) They do. There's a lot of them. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, pop nuts in my mouth. Yeah, why not? (laughs) We'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy. Have a great one, guys. Well, now! This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. 